And welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri. We've got Eric Ruby back in the passenger seat today. And we've got DJ Danielle making all the magic happen behind the mat. Guys, same story, different day. If you're new here, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review if you're new here. Let us know what you like about the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Eric. A lot of good news for Arizona State fans just last night, man. It's a little gloomy outside. It's rainy. It's cloudy. I like this kind of weather, but some some would call it depressing. It's the exact opposite in Tempe. You drive about 20 minutes down the freeway. It's bright. It's sunny because Kenny and the boys had a great night last night. Big name, especially one that we were talking about just a couple of days ago. So it's nice to see all that come to fruition and... uh, this is this is going to be a pretty big time reinforcement for this team in Clem. Yeah, absolutely. Eric talking about the addition of former Washington Husky offensive lineman Jalen Clem tweeting this last night announcing his commitment to Arizona State. Eric brought it up. We talked about Jalen Clem going on a visit over the weekend to Arizona State. We did that just a few days ago before that visit actually happened. We talked really about what it would mean for Arizona State to get Clem again. You you talk about a guy that has championship-level pedigree. Yep. Right? Played, um, was a part of that Washington team that obviously was runner-ups in college football last season. He's 6'5", 281. Um, By my estimation, this is a guy that's going to come in and, and immediately compete for a starting spot along that offensive line. And it's something we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, but you really start to feel more comfortable with just the number of bodies that you have at that position. Ten times more comfortable yeah. than uh, 365 days ago. Yeah. And especially during the season last time where uh, guys were dropping like flies, not yeah. really to any fault of their own, but still dropping like flies. And it really put the team in a compromised position. It compromised their quarterbacks, which then compromised the quarterbacks' bodies, yes. which then made it, yeah, it, it was a domino effect. And it's always good to get an extra body in there. But this is something that you're looking at and yeah, maybe the the ranking is not as high as it was coming out of high school. Yeah. However, Pretty you're, close. Par- you're part of a unit that was just deemed the best yeah. in the entirety of college football. You're looking for more of an opportunity and you're going to come in and you've got a little bit of pedigree with you as well. Like your dad was a player in the NFL, has been a longtime coach. He's coached in the NFL and he's coached in college. He's currently coaching at Oregon and you're choosing Tempe. You're going to come in and I mean, yes, it's competing. You can't guarantee a starter spot yeah. for anybody, but by my estimation, I'd say it's more likely than not that he will be starting on this offensive line. Yeah, Arizona State, I, I think now more than ever, right? You, you talk about the additions through the transfer portal, specifically in the trenches along the offensive line, and it still felt like there was room to grow, right? Yeah. Up, up until last night, you still felt like, oh, well, you're not as confident, but as you stand right now, you have Jalen Clem. You return Sean Na, who was a very promising freshman. You still got Bram Walden, the Oregon transfer um, from last season. You've still got Leaf, your starting center right. from last year, on top of the other additions from the portal, like a Joey Sua from Arkansas, like a Josh Atkins, who started at Hawaii, um, Issei, who started um, at the University of New Mexico, like and Ben Coleman, right, who was playing for Cal, not last season, but the year before, before he transferred to Arizona State. Yeah. So you've got a bunch of guys that have experience playing, not just guys that were four-star guys right. sitting, right? Even though Jalen Clem wasn't the starting left tackle at Washington, 
he still played yeah, in he seven played. games, yeah. which goes a long way, not just to have Clem, but a bunch of guys from the portal that have played minutes. Well, right. You're getting four D1 transfers. Yeah. Two of them were starters. I mean, just based off of that alone, okay, you add one extra starter into your offensive line depth and everything kind of shifts down yeah. a little bit. That makes a big difference. To me, I on a big picture scale, like, yes, this is great. And we can go back and forth and talk about how great it is to boost the offensive line we were talking about it i mean i remember when all this portal stuff opened up and everybody was clamoring where are the offensive linemen where are the offensive linemen where are the offensive linemen well they're here yeah they're here now but overall it's nice to see like kenny is addressing what the team needed exactly right like all of the weaknesses that you could say going into the offseason none of it has been ignored Mm -mm. everything has been like reinforced or fortified and made better than it was before. And, and I like the ability to take a look at your program and be real with yourself. Yeah. Cause you could, you could just roll into the off season and say, well, we were decimated by injuries. You know, that's not going to happen again next season. We're just going to roll back similarly, or you go, we're going to go above and beyond to make sure no matter what we're set. Yeah. And, and that's what they're doing here. And, and again, it's, it's one visit. It takes one visit. And then on Monday, he commits. Yeah. That that speaks volumes to what they're building here. And the more that players like this commit, the easier it's going to be for the next guy and the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. Absolutely. And something that we've talked about as it relates to, to Arizona State, I know we got Donald in here, Sharon in here talking about what up, we're, we're, we're finally discussing starters and depth, right? What a place to be um, for Arizona State's offensive line. We got Clinton here as well. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button, guys. We even got Ralph in here with the forks up. What but up, Ralph? One thing when you talk about Arizona State offensive lines in the past, right, even even last season, just because Kenny didn't have a full cycle right. to go out there and, and maybe pursue some of the guys that he wanted to, whether that be in the portal at the high school ranks, one thing that you notice when you are on the field and you're watching some of these games is the size difference mm. between Arizona State's offensive lines in the past versus opposing defensive lines versus other teams' offensive lines, specifically thinking even at Washington, even at Oregon. And you look at some of the guys along a ASU's offensive line as it stands right now, right? Emmett Bull, 6'7", 320. He returns this season after missing um, the majority of last year. Kyle Scott. Returns as a redshirt junior, 6'5", 330, right? You've got a guy in Jalen Clem that we talked about at 6'5", 280. Joey Sua, who ASU added through the portal, 6'4", 346, <laughs> right? Champ Westbrook. 6'4", 346 Champ so Westbrook, a freshman who we haven't even talked about the additions from the freshman here in the offensive line, 6'4", 265. Samisi Tonga, 6'4", 310. Like, these are much bigger offensive line like starters realistically that Arizona state has now, which is only going to improve the rest of this offense. Look, when it comes to like size for football, there are positions that you can make arguments, right? Where mm -hmm. you don't need to be big to be like, to have be dominant at the, this position for Arizona state to compete in the big 12. They needed to get bigger. They needed to get more physical specifically in the trenches. They did it in the portal and they did it um, in their 2024 classes. And well. not just to compete in the Big 12, but to truly like execute the vision that they want yeah. with this offense. Exactly. And they've got, and we're going to tier some position groups later. And one of the stronger ones, spoiler alert, is the running back room. Yeah. Now, we, we might disagree, or the chat might disagree exactly where they fall, but I think it's safe to say that there's a lot of talent in that room. Well, what's great is that now you're just not relying on their talent. 
You're not just relying on your running back to make something out of nothing. Now you're giving them something and said, make me some more. Yeah. Right. And so if we saw what Cam Scadaboo could do last season, imagine what he could do this exactly. season with an actual line in front of him. Plus, I, I mean, when you look at a guy with the body build of Jaden Rashada, as as high as his ceiling is, there are some big dudes in college football. Yeah. And they lay a good hit on him and they get to him more often than not. You're really opening him up to injury. So not just on a, on a scale of what conference you're playing in, because, yes, you have to beef up. But I mean, there were some big boys in the Pac-12, man. Like that was not a small football conference at all. Like I, I, I I'm just I'm loving it, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm loving it. And it wasn't just Jalen Clem committing to Arizona State last night. No, the it Sun was is getting another class of 2024 commit in Kyan McDonald as well. Kyan McDonald, if you didn't know, he is a class of 2024 safety committed last night through his Instagram. And McDonald is a teammate of fellow Sun Devil signee running back Jason Brown Jr. We've seen Arizona State signees and commits Work on social media and really in person to try and continue to bolster Arizona State's 2024 class. Um, and again, you add Kyan McDonald, now the fifth high school 2024 defensive back in Arizona State's 2024 class. Um, the Sun Devils getting younger at that position. And I like to see that they are continuing to add across the secondary. I think in years past, again, you look at the the types of players that Arizona State mm -hmm. has tried to go after, at least from a defensive back perspective, and you're talking about a lot of outside corners. Now you're seeing ASU in, in really this recruiting staff focus in um, on nickel corners, on specific perimeter guys, on safeties. And now Arizona State, I feel like, is really set when it comes to that DB room, again, I, I Kaya McDonald, I don't anticipate will play immediately at Arizona State, um, but to continue to have a guy that can kind of learn and, and grow and develop behind some some really key starters for Arizona State. And a point that you've mentioned this whole offseason is with with programs and the big names, and I don't mean to jump there, but the Alabamas of the world, right? They are getting guys who are coming in, committing young, who know that they're yeah. not going to play. And, and he's probably not going to play this year. But he's projected to be a power five starter. Yeah. He can play at a bunch of different positions. You can play him at nickel. You can keep him at safety. You can line him up at corner. You can do all of that. And if you kind of figure out how to use him and you get him in your system, okay, two years from now, this dude's going to be a stud, right? Yeah. And it kind of goes to the fact as well that he's going with somebody that he knows who's already committed here is that the word of mouth is spreading. And it's not just going to be on the coaches to recruit players in college football now yeah. it's players recruiting players as well yeah. and as everybody comes to tempe if you start winning you start having some fun more players are going to want to come and and this is like this is maybe somebody that people will overlook right now they'll say okay like that's a, that's a good get that's a good get but the potential on this guy to to really build and to really grow like it it's there yeah, it, it's there for sure. Plus, he he played a little receiver as well. And I this mean, is if you want to get a little tricky. <laughs> this is from twenty four seven Sports. Um, earlier in the process, McDonald received or reported receiving scholarship offers um, from Arizona, BYU, Cal, Colorado, Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon, and Washington, uh, but held off on committing to further evaluate his options. And several of the schools recruiting him um, filled up at the position. So committing to Arizona State early on in the process had received offers from some pretty notable schools. Again, Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon. Washington, Arizona, um, even Colorado, right? And it says a lot that this kid, regardless of what offers he had at the very end of this road, chose Arizona State to continue down the path with Jason Brown Jr. 
and really continue to fortify a secondary that has a lot of interesting pieces, right? A group of, I would say, unproven potential mm-hmm. is on this team, um, specifically when it comes to that DB room, whether you want to talk about the safeties, but specifically you talk about those defensive backs um, with a, a Javen Robinson at Washington State, right? Played, but not a whole lot. LaTerrence Welch at LSU. Cole Martin coming from from Oregon to ASU, and right. now he's going to be, you know, tasked with doing a whole hell of a lot for Arizona State and Brian Ward's defense. So, again, I, I think last night was further proof that Kenny Dillingham, to your point, isn't going to stop. Yeah, This team and the staff are dedicated to building a winner, um, and winners don't stop. Right? No. They are going to continue, um, even with what, a little over a month, month and a half away from spring ball. I'm interested to see what this team looks like. I am so ready for these spring practices just to yeah. get out there and see what some of these guys look like, man. No, I, I think that there's not going to be an established pecking order right away. It's going to take a little bit of time yeah. for this stuff to play out because if there's one kind of theme that I'm noticing, just kind of taking a step back and revisiting everything that we've talked about in this offseason is that a lot of the players on this team have a big chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Whether it's players returning from last year who, of course, are going to have a sour taste in their mouth after what last year was. Whether it's players that are transferring from bigger programs to get a bigger role because they felt like they weren't able to contribute what they could. Or guys coming from a smaller program looking to step it up in the Big 12 and on a bigger stage. And I'm looking at everybody and everybody kind of has something to prove. Yeah. Even your top tier best players, right? Or your star guys, your Jaden Rashadas, he, he's got something to prove. Yeah. Last season was not the, the, oh my God, he's arrived season from him for reasons some out of his control. Cam Scadaboo's trying to prove that he could play on Sundays yeah. for sure. We both believe that he can, but there's nobody going into the season that's saying that Cam Scadaboo is one of the best running backs yeah. as far as NFL draft goes in the nation. He wants to prove that. Elijah Badger wants to prove that he's a, a 1A receiver in this class, yeah. right? Like there, there are guys from the top to the bottom that are coming in here with something to prove. And that makes the beginning stages interesting. Guys are kind of fighting for their spot and they know that they're doing it, but not in a like negative way, yeah. not in a push somebody down to push yourself up, but in let's just all go in there, go as hard as we can and see who comes out on top. No, you're absolutely right. And again, Kenny really... And not just Kenny. I know Kenny's going to get a lot of the credit, but Brian Carrington, Rashad Samples, uh, Saga, um, AJ Cooper, like a, a lot of these guys in terms of ASU's coaching staff, just doing some really, really big things on the recruiting front for the sign of Sean Aguano right. um, as well, Jason Mons. So it really is a, a lot of fun to see. Even again, we're early February and, and Kenny and company, they're not done adding to this roster. Um, at this point, Right, February sixth. I would be, I would be surprised if there were any more additions. Mm-hmm. Um, just until you get to signing day for the class of twenty twenty four, ASU may have um, a, a couple players trickle in from that. Uh, but again, most of what's done at this point is done. The next time you see Arizona State add players, I would anticipate it being the spring transfer portal season um, when the portal opens up after spring ball. But we will obviously see um, what Kenny and company do. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's a foregone conclusion that they're done because at this point, Kenny and them, you you never know what this well, coaching yeah, staff is going to do. And I was going to say that as well. You can assume and all of that, but at the end of the day, if there's an opportunity out yeah. there 
They're, they're going to take it. No, you're And, and they're right. going to go for it. And, and Donald was saying that the depth we have to keep players rotated out and fresh is incredible. That'll pay off huge dividends. That's true. And then what Kenny does is amazing because no one's job is safe, returner or not. Yeah. And, and, and that was kind of even the big theme. And maybe that was part of the reason why Sam Leavitt is even on this roster in the first place. Just to say, hey, even if you're, quote, our guy, <laughs> you're not going to get anything handed to yeah. you. And, and I think come fall... When this season really kicks off and the first couple of games, like they definitely have a chance to make a statement. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. And especially that first home game is going to be electric. And if you want to go to that first home game, make sure you use our friends over at game time because you're going to get in with the cheapest price and you can wait until last minute to get your tickets with game time. However, I don't know, man, with the way that this wave is going in Tempe with ASU football and all of that, you might want to get out ahead of it. But listen, guys, We've all bought tickets to go to a sporting event. We've all bought tickets to go to a concert. It can be one of the most infuriating things about actually going out and doing stuff. (sighs) And game time, they just make it easier. Plus, you don't have to plan out ahead. I would recommend doing it sometimes. But if you just wake up one day and say, God, I want to go to the Suns game. I want to go to an ASU game. I want to go to a concert. You can do it last minute and you can get... Suns play tonight, right? They do play tonight. They play the Bucks tonight at home. It's an 8 o'clock tip, so you have some time. It's a late one. If you want to get some tickets, do it with our friends at Game Time. You can do it by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and then guess what? On top of all of this, everything being cheap, you can use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Some terms do apply, so again, create an account, use code PHNX, $20 off, download the app, last minute lowest prices it's all guaranteed and it just makes something that has become increasingly frustrating in this world just a little bit easier no you're absolutely right and look we were talking about kenny dillingham and this asu coaching staff continuing to add pieces right they're trying to build one hell of a meal for arizona state fans to get accustomed to when that season starts the same way that illegal pete's is putting together a hell of a meal for breakfast lunch and and dinner, guys, whether that be with some tacos and a marg, maybe a burrito and a beer, they have it all over at Illegal Pete's. Check out their Tucson or Tempe location for the absolute best food, best drinks, and really the best vibes. You were talking earlier about how it's a little gloomy outside. It doesn't mean you can't stop by Illegal Pete's, Tempe, or Tucson location. Grab yourself a drink. Yeah. Enjoy what they have on the TV. It is Tuesday, so it is Taco Tuesday. Go out. And enjoy those $2 tacos that they have for you over at Illegal Pete's. And they have weekly deals over at Illegal Pete's. Kick the Monday Blues with $3 margs all day. Or ease your way back into the week with those $2 tacos every Tuesday. And if you work in healthcare or education, take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday. And enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. through 8 p.m., Every single day, Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. That sounds good. It always is. It God, always is over good. at Illegal Pete's. But you know what else is good? Tell me. Tearless. Let's go. We Tears love day. doing tearless. It's Tearless Tuesday, okay? It's a new thing. If you've if you follow us on social, you've seen that there's a lot of people that really do genuinely agree with what we have to say um, when it comes to tier lists. Um, and if you, you couldn't, if you couldn't pick up on the sarcasm on on that, that uh, it's totally not true. People dis dislike um, and disagree with a lot of, with a lot of what we have to say when it comes to the tier list. Which but I don't get it because I I feel like we're always right. We're always so, yeah, right. I've never it. been wrong in a single day it. in my life. But again, normally that has to do with like Big 12 stuff. But today we're going to do, we're going to shake it up a little bit. We're going to do a tier list basically just off of ASU's 
position groups heading into the spring season. Let's see who we piss off this we time. Can, we can reevaluate it, I feel yeah. like, after the spring heading into the actual fall season. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead. This is the tier list in the way that it is going to look. So we've got five different categories for everybody listening on audio. That's we've not got how it's supposed to look. Sorry. The best at the top, stacked as the second tier, solid as tier three, on the verge, tier four, and then questionable needs work for tier five. So I want to say something before we get into this, because obviously whoever ends up at the bottom, it's going to kind of seem like, you know, we're hating on them a little bit, which is not the case. Would you agree with me and say you look at every single position room here and it's stronger than it was last season? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So I want to get that out of the way. Every single room is improved and there are some that are stronger than others, but That's a beautiful the part, of sports. Right. A beautiful part of college football as well is there's going to be a lot of guys who come out of here who are surprises. Yeah. So this is just as of right now. Maybe we'll revisit this once spring ball is over. Maybe when we get closer to the season. But I just want to I want to put that out there to to get rid of and get ahead of the negativity. Donald is telling me to tread lightly. He's already let me know that he'll let that he that he'll say when he disagrees, which Donald, you didn't have to let me know that because I knew that I knew you were going to let me know if you disagreed. So I'll be keeping an eye out on the comments, Donald, just for you, bud. Well, let's go ahead. Let's start with the corners on this team. So we really have spread this entire position group tier list out. Um, we are separating corners and safeties. We're separating edge rushers, defensive linemen, um, separating wide receivers, tight ends, obviously. Um, so we will go from there, starting with the corners, obviously a group that we've talked a lot about this off season. Mm -hmm. We just talked about Kyan McDonald being added to this secondary, the Sun Devils, of course, really going in when it comes to getting defensive backs, both from the transfer portal and the high school ranks, a couple of guys in that ASU, uh, DB room, Ed Woods, obviously returning mm -hmm. for ASU. Fully expect him to be a leader in this ASU secondary. Um, LaTerrence Welch, Javen Robinson. We know Cole Martin obviously coming over from Oregon. Uh, this is going to be one of the more, I think, interesting position groups heading into the spring because, like we said earlier, a bunch of guys with a lot of potential, but you don't know what they're going to exactly right. bring to this team. You got a good group. Of, of, of mixed yeah. guys here, right? You've got a returner in, in Ed Woods, who, who at times was, was really, really strong yeah. last year. And like you said, a leader because he's going to be a returner kind of stepping up because there's, we can go through all these lists. There's a lot of guys who weren't here last yeah. year, you know, and that includes the other guys that we talked about, LaTerrence Welch, Javen Robinson, Cole Martin. Cole Martin, to me, he he picks it up, mm -hmm. right? Like, like that's that's the kind of blue chip guy that you're looking at. You're like, all right, I, I'm He's looking. He's your Jordan Clark. Right, I'm looking at the top, right? I don't know if I'm ready to go the best right off the bat. Um, I'm eyeing stacked, but I would listen to solid. Okay. I, I just, I think, I think Cole Martin really raises the ceiling. And then Ed Woods is a very solid pick. And then the other two that we, that we mentioned, I, I feel like they have that potential. I'm not looking at anybody who's like, okay, you're, you're kind of a, a liability. Yeah. And that's without even discussing some of the younger guys from last season, right? Who are going into year two, specifically a guy in Keith Abney, the second, who's a sophomore, um, really, really like he's listed at 5'10", 180, mm -hmm. plays bigger than that, looks bigger than that. Um, I'm fully expecting him to to have a, a really nice season for Arizona State, depending on where they put him. Mason Williams um, also returning for Arizona State mm -hmm. at that cornerback position, a redshirt senior. Um, again, I'm kind of with you. I'm thinking either stacked or solid. 
Uh, I say we put DBs or at least corners in solid. Yeah, uh, and then I'm again we that. can reevaluate this I, list kind of the, the way that we've one. gone. I think setting a baseline is good, and, and as we go on, we might we might be shifting around here. Yeah, I'm absolutely I'm, I'm cool for with it. solid. Where do you want to go next? All right, let's go ahead. Let's go with the defensive line. Obviously, we got CJ fight there. Um, he had an impressive freshman season for Arizona State last year. Uh, the Sun Devils don't really get like defensive tackles the same size as the CJ fight. Right. Um, and, and to continue to add through the portal, CJ fight six two three fifteen as a sophomore. Um, that's just like, that's massive, massive. And he's still just slightly smaller than I am. Uh, but JP Dieter transferring over from Purdue, uh, Justin Watley, we talked about, we talked right. to him as well, transferring over from Cincinnati. He's got that pedigree kind of understanding. He's played a lot of college football. He was a part of that Cincinnati team. I really that was in like the college him. Football he, he's kind of flown under the radar because he was one of those early guys. I, I really like him. And then you bring back some guys in Tristan Monday, Sam Benjamin, that weren't necessarily giant contributors last season, but depth pieces for Arizona State. How do you feel uh, about the interior defensive lineman? I feel good. I, I feel like I'm going to say I feel good about all of them. That's right. Fair. So now That's it's fair. just it's deciphering. I, I might be more the realist when it comes to today's position, which is position weird because I feel like that's usually me. But not not just with you, but in general, I feel like I'm usually the more negative guy. Um, I don't think they're stacked. I think they have the potential to be stacked. I don't know if they're there yet. Um, but I, I I would probably roll with solid again. Okay. Uh, I, but I'm I'm leaning behind corners I'm okay interested to hear what you think yeah so I, I am I'm less high on the interior of the defensive line I'm I'm probably on the verge is where I'm at I'm, I'm okay with on the verge um, and that's just because of the the losses right you, you look at Arizona State's defensive line last year obviously BJ Green who I consider more of an edge rusher um, and we'll talk about that edge rushing position but last year specifically with Deshaun Mallory and the role that he played as a transfer defensive lineman for Arizona State was huge had yeah. a massive impact in that UCLA game was it was a huge reason why outside of the swinging gate that Arizona State was able to win that game and you lose him right you lose him yep. you obviously lose BJ Green along that defensive line so it, not to say that this group can't be solid or stacked it's just more so of a who is going to be that guy there right. are more questions with the who um I think in this this specific group just you don't know does CJ fight take take that next step is he yeah. a true um, number one defensive tackle. Does Justin Watley bring that presence? J.P. Dieter coming over from from Purdue, or is it Tristan Monday, Sam Benjamin, or some of these younger guys that ASU added? So and I think the depth is is not as good as other other rooms. Yeah, again, so, and so it's, far it's more of a like you've got to the some of these other groups. I don't want to say it's a show me versus tell me like. But we've seen some of these other groups. Yeah, there's, right. There's we've not as much on paper do. here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And especially, it's tough losing a guy like BJ Green. Yeah. As, I mean, if they kept BJ Green, we're talking, we're talking a really, really, really solid room. Um, but listen, I, I'm okay with going on the verge. Um, I don't, I don't really mind it. And the more we kind of talk it out, I feel like that's that's probably where they belong. Yeah. Um, let's just like, let's just see it. Right. Let's see it. And then once we kind of get a little bit of, uh, of action from them, maybe in spring ball, we'll be able to have a better outlook. But yeah. I, I think it's safe to go on the verge. Yeah. This is Donald saying it's on the verge. Don't think we added the beef we needed to the interior. Sharon saying, I feel like this is the one position group that we likely took a little step back. Doesn't mean they won't rise up, but losing Mallory and green hurt. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, we could put them on the verge. And then we already kind of talked about BJ Green leaving. Uh, this is a guy in BJ Green that obviously could could move all over the defense, whether you wanted him to yeah. line up in the interior of the defense or if you wanted to to stick him on the edge um, and really pin his ears back and let him go. Arizona State, again, in terms of edge rushers, don't think they really added as much, but I, I do feel like part of that has to do with the versatility of some of the interior linebackers that they added. But to some of the edge guys coming back for Arizona State, Clayton Smith, who was obviously an Oklahoma transfer last year, yeah. Prince Dorba, who led the team in sacks, even with B.J. Green on the roster before Dorba went down with injury. You bring back a guy um, in Elijah O'Neal, who is just, He's giant. He's a giant um, defensive end. 245. Anthony Cooper, again, another guy that you can see lining up interior, exterior of the defense. So I think that provides some versatility. And then Albert Smith, um, one of the younger defensive linemen that they have added. So it, it is another unique position group, but I feel like it is probably where solid uh, just because you do bring back two of your three best pass rushers from last season, yeah. Clayton Smith and Prince Dorba. There's more on paper yeah, as compared to what we talked about before. I, I'm okay with solid because while there is more on paper, they're not the most exciting group. I, yeah. I, I think they're, again, they're one of the more solid. I, I think that's a pretty easy one. Let's, let's roll with solid. Okay, let's do it. Moving on. Now we've got linebackers. Linebackers oh, this is one's interesting. This one, so earlier before we even started the show, we're like, Walk, we're walking to the set, and I'm like, so we've got the best stack solid on the verge. Questionable needs work. I think when we talk about the best, it should be one specific group. You had brought up wide receivers, DBs, potentially running backs even potentially being up there. Um, this this position group has my vote for okay. the best on the team. Um, you Again, you want to talk about what this unit has on paper. Yes, they lost Will Schaefer in the transfer portal. Will Schaefer didn't really play last season. Um, you talk about losing Trey Brown who was LB1 for them last year, transferring over from Washington State. That obviously hurts. But they reloaded at this position on top of the guy playing opposite Trey Brown last season was Tate Romney. You return Tate Romney. Um, he still has a ton of eligibility left. He was a really, really solid linebacker for the Sun Devils last year. On top of the fact that you've got a guy in Jordan Crook coming over from Arkansas, right. an SEC caliber linebacker, Keyshawn Elliott, who had a 100-plus tackle season, um, and was, I believe, New Mexico State's best defensive player. Um, and then, obviously, Zyrus transferring over from, from San Diego State yeah. being their team defensive MVP. I think there's an argument. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. I, I think Zyrus is the guy that I'm keeping my eye on the most. And just from the beginning when he transferred and looking at his stats and some of his film and, and kind of where he was at um, over at San Diego State, I, I was really, really happy that they were oh, yeah. able to grab him. Um I I still think that a different position room would be okay. number one. Again, we can argue it. We can argue so, it. So I, I think we can battle it out for the best. Okay. Let's throw it in stacked I'm for now. I'm here for it. I'm here for and it. And then let's once once we get to the rooms that I'm thinking, we'll we'll go head to head. How about that? Yeah, that's absolutely okay. fair. Sharon in the chat, wasn't this our weakest spot on defense last year? No, I I think so. I think the linebacker group, whether it was the weakest or had the least amount of depth, I would say that is certainly. Um, a, a topic of conversation just again because this is a unit that outside of Trey Brown and Tate Romney and Tate Romney didn't really like blow anybody away too yeah. early in the season like yeah. he was just a solid solid linebacker Kyle Sully right Kyle Sully for such a long time at Arizona State was Captain America he did everything that he needed to do but the thing about Kyle Sully versus a guy like Merlin Robertson who early on in his ASU career was a monster yeah Kyle Sully like 
I'm trying to figure out the the best way to put this. He didn't have star power. It was like a kind of a slow burn. Yeah, like it, you always knew Kyle Sully was going to get the job done. He was always going to do right where like where he needed to be. But was he ever going to be the guy that won you a football game? I think I in, in, in small ways, yes. He was never the guy that was going to win you a football game with like one massive play, and that's yeah. like the only time you see him. Right? You you kind of just go back and look through the game, and be like, oh wow, he was there. He made no, oh, he made that. He was a good play. And I oh, think ASU added star power. I think the Sun Devils with Zyrus with Keyshawn, um, I, I think they made some serious noise. And regardless of if we end up putting it in the best, I do think it is probably the most improved position yeah. group on the M- team. most if there's a most improved award we can throw it there as well and i think just the fact that it's in the argument for the best which it absolutely is like don't get me wrong i'm not dismissing it at all um i just i just see some other rooms that are that are tasty but i keep an open mind tasty huh i'm not i'm not closed-minded man i'm really not so if you uh if you can convince me i will change okay, so we'll, we'll I, get I'm there we'll an get open there mind. moving on let's go ahead talk about the offensive line um, again, we we mentioned the addition of Jalen Clem transferring over from Washington, an absolutely huge get for the Sun Devils on top of some of the other offensive linemen um, that transferred over. Josh Atkins, a Hawaii starter, Joey Sua from Arkansas, um, Issei, a New Mexico State starter, Ben Coleman, Sean Na, Leaf, like it's at the point where I'm starting to talk about where are we shuffling some of Dude, these Dude, there's guys. a lot of bodies. There is. There's and a lot of bodies. Like, in theory, Leaf is your starting center, Correct. right, who started at center for Arizona State last season. Now you're looking like I'm going immediately outside to the tackle spots. Sean Na is going to compete for a left tackle spot, which I feel confident that Sean Na should be the starting left tackle for Arizona State. Then you look on the right tackle spot. Do you have Jalen Clem kick over to the right side? Potentially. Do you move him to the interior? Maybe on top of some of the other starting guards you had. Again, you got a Ben Coleman. And all this is without even discussing any of the freshmen potentially making noise the way Sean Nod did. Yeah. It's a I'm, huge group. It, it, <laughs> there's there's a lot of bodies. And that is what you need. Uh, our, our boy Donald in the chat, though, says uh, on the verge. And don't you dare say anything higher or I riot. Short bus also says they're on the verge. And Donald says offensive line is lower two tiers without question. And then Sharon wants offensive line to be solid because we can kick field goals now. And her, sta- <laughs> her standard has changed for the offensive line. I think if you're basing offensive line comparatively, it could also be in the most improved group. Okay. Um, but I'm okay with on the verge. I wouldn't be okay with solid as well. Okay. I think that you can kind of sometimes get lost in the uh, the improvement uh, rose or maroon tinted glasses. Maroon tinted glasses. And just be like, oh, everything's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be fine. I don't think they added a, a an A1, one guy that's going to come in and completely dominate, but they added a lot of pieces yeah. and a lot of players that could come in and make an impact. Are you on the verge? Are you solid? What are you? Well, let's see. Short bus with back-to-back super chats, 199 each. Uh, O-line on the verge is what short bus thinks. And then linebacker solid, not stacked for now. Interested to hear your, your argument short bus for, for linebackers where you think they are um, on that list. But as it relates to the offensive line for Arizona state, I actually did this tier list and made it the other day prior to Clem committing. Right. And I had the ASU offensive line as questionable needs work. And they added Right, they added yes. a a left tackle left tackle um, in Jalen Clem, a guy who again could potentially start. Obviously, transferring over from a really 
really good school in Washington. I would say that this offensive line is on the verge, but making a note that this is a group that can certainly rise throughout spring ball um, more so than maybe some of these other groups. I think the offensive line, just because again, we don't know right. what it's going to look like. I think again, you want to talk about a group that can, can really only go up from here. I think it is the offensive line. Um, and I think they are on the verge uh, of being a really solid position group. Yeah. I, I think throwing it in on the verge is fair. Again, every single position group has improved from last year and every single position group has the chance to rise. I mean, even somebody who's going to be in stack, like they're, they're going to have the chance to rise to, to the best. Yeah. And I think that plays off of what we said earlier, where there's this competitive culture and there's a lot of players that can come in and make an impact yeah. if everything goes right. I think the offensive line, just having that sheer number of guys, bigger guys, talented guys, depth, everything top to bottom. It's so much better, but better doesn't mean stacked. Yeah. Better just means better. So, yeah. so let's go on the verge. Okay, Glenn in the chat, having an O-line means we can finally see what needs improvement. Quarterback, wide receiver, running game, hard to say what we can improve with a depleted offensive line. That's a fair point. Everything last year offensively looked like it needed improvement, but we know, like, realistically, the trenches are where you win and lose football games offensively, defensively. Um, and if you win the, the point of attack there, the point of contact, then it really sets up some of these other position groups yeah. to thrive, right? So let's go ahead. Let's put a pin in this tier list for a second so we can tell you guys about how you can make some money here this week, tell whether me. it's betting on the Super Bowl, some oh. Super Bowl props. I know you were on the PHMX Bet I, show I the other day. I good ones. Uh, my boy uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, ASU zone, unless you're asking somebody who made a really crappy graphic. Um, but uh, over 14 and a half yards for his first reception okay. at plus money. And, and I think that that's a pretty safe bet if you want to take that. Check out the bet show from yesterday. Definitely, I don't think guys. I'm doing it today. So check out yesterday's <laughs> and today. And check out the deal that they have over at BetMGM for you guys. Super easy to take advantage of. Just download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you've placed a bet, you guys are going to receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. That's that little thing called free money. Sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5, and you will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And Allison and Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 8 hope Hope and Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Now, as nice as it is to, to have an app that you can so conveniently put money in, bet, get some free money, sometimes you just... You want to do things in person, Toad. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes you just old school. You want to go old school, right? You want to go, you know what? I want to place a ticket on something. Yeah, I, I, want I want to, to go in. Hand. I want to see. I want to look somebody in the eyes and say, ASU over on the wins for this season. Book it. Six thousand dollars, right? Like everybody <laughs> wants to do that. You know what I mean? And you can do that with the Bet MGM sports books, but those physical locations 
inside Gila River Resorts and Casinos. And that's just one of the reasons why Gila River Resorts and Casinos does it better than everybody else in the Valley. It's authentic. It's immersive. You walk in through the doors and everything that's on the outside of the doors, you can't even remember because you're so in, whether it's the state-of-the-art gaming floor, the blackjack tables, whether it's poolside dining, upscale dining, you're staying at the resort, a little staycation. I know you're working really hard. <laughs> Toe tree, you're getting the Kenny Dillingham retweets. And if you want to go bask in your glory on a little vacation... <laughs> Well, you can do it at Gila River Resorts and casinos. Listen, they have something for everybody. Uh, so if you are just interested in a quick, like, let's go have some fun with some friends, have a nice fun night out, try to make some money, maybe go watch some games. Hey, man, I like having fun night outs. Do you? I do. Well, then you should go to Gila River Resorts mm-hmm. and casinos because there is no other person on earth like you, Toe Tree. Oh. And at Gila River Resorts and casinos, you can do you. Wow. And that's all that you should be doing. I feel special. Though. Is you. you. You are special. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And if you want to be special like Toe Tree, you can go to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playatgila.com for more details on all the fun. Love it. Just to recap what we have on this tier list already. So we've got the cornerbacks that we started with in the solid tier along with the edge rushers. We've got the corners ahead of the edge rushers Correct. in that group. On the verge, we have the interior of the defensive line and the ASU offensive line. I don't know about you, Eric, but I do kind of want to put the offensive line ahead of the interior defensive line I'm on cool the verge. With that. I'm cool um, with that. I think the ASU offensive line, um, just again, you want to talk about paper. I think they've proven a little bit more than maybe some of the interior defensive linemen on this team. And then in the stack category, we have the linebackers as it is right now. There could be some shifting as we go through the rest of these position groups. We got six left on the docket. Let's go ahead, get into the Arizona State quarterbacks. Ooh. A group just did the positional breakdown audio episode. If you missed that, check that out. Um, we've got Jane Rashada, Sam Leavitt, Trenton Borgay. Should be a quarterback competition. Don't fully anticipate Trenton Borgay. Um, really being QB1, um, but no. I would say he's a very serviceable backup to either Rashada or Sam Lee at the Michigan State transfer. Well, I mean, whoever gets the start we'll be between those QB two will be the backup, but I mean, now you're in a position where if there is an injury, you still have a solid backup. Yeah. You have somebody that can go out there and beat a team like Washington. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to say stacked or the best. No. I'm wondering if on the verge is too low, but I just don't know if they've proven enough. I think, and and this is where I've got them, right? I, again, I did this tier list in my head yesterday without just initial right off the, right off the, yeah, off the dome. Um, and, and I put quarterbacks in solid because I think you are at a serviceable, serviceable spot with either Jaden Rashada or Sam Leavitt. I think either one of them with the talent around them, depending on what the offensive line is capable of doing, I think they are capable of getting Arizona State to a bowl game, which we already talked about would be a massive win for Kenny Dillingham in year two. From a Jaden Rashada perspective, it is really difficult to evaluate what he did last season. Yeah. But where I evaluate Jaden Rashada, specifically, again, from that very first spring practice that we were out there watching to even the last game of the season or the last practice leading up to game one against Southern Utah, it the very first time I saw Jaden Rashada throw a, throw a football, it was like, oh, wow, this kid has an arm, but he looked lost. He looked like a lost puppy out there. Spring practice number one, and rightfully so, right? These are kids out there being tossed onto the college football field for the very first time, yeah. very first practice. And the growth that he had from practice one to the last spring practice, he was unrecognizable. If you would have told me that 
spring practice number one after watching Jaden Rashada that he would be the starting quarterback. I said it. I said it on the show. I said if Jaden Rashada is the starting quarterback for Arizona State, something has gone very wrong for the Sun Devils. And when we got to the very first game against Southern Utah, everything looked fine, especially in that first half. Now you're telling me he's got a new offensive coordinator. He's got talent around him, returning talent that he's comfortable with. The offensive line should be bolstered. He's got running back one and two behind him. Like, I think whether it be Rashada or Sam Leavitt, I think Sam Leavitt is going to have to go above and beyond what Jaden Rashada did last year um, to to truly win that quarterback spot. And if he does, ASU's in a great spot. If Jaden Rashada keeps hold of that spot, I think ASU's solid at that quarterback spot. I can't do solid. You can't do solid. I can't do solid. Explain to me why. You just haven't seen enough. You have Jaden Rashada. Like, we're talking potential, right? And, and potential is great, but that, to me, if your main argument, and I'm not I'm not downplaying Jaden Rashada. I think he's going to be good this season. I think his growth is, has been great, like you mentioned, and I think he will continue to grow. But as of right now, we have not seen consistent, solid quarterback play out of any of these guys, mm-hmm. like even Borgay, well, he's had some moments. You cannot say, wow, that guy has just been so solid. I just, <sighs> I can't, I can't do it. Look at Donald. Donald's even agreeing oh, Donald? with you. Yeah. He said, oh my God, did myself and Eric just agree? Donald, we're not too different. You Donald said, Verge, we base off performance, not names or talent. Right. Glenn saying yeah. solid for quarterback because of the depth, but on the verge seems fair for quarterback because they are all still unproven a short bus responding to you and <laughs> the matrix is broken. <laughs> oh my goodness. Listen, Do- Donald and I, we get along just fine. I, I don't know why this is coming from, but, but you listen. and Donald are Bert and Ernie. <laughs> that's, that's your guys's marriage here. I'm not sure oh, which one's Bert. Actually, I am sure. Uh, Bert is the, which one is the, um, which one's the yellow one? That's Bert. That's Bert. You're Bert. You're Bert. He's Ernie. Um, <laughs> sorry, man. That's just kind of the way it works here. No, it's okay. But it's I'm comfortable. Okay. I'm look. I, I, I'm comfortable putting quarterbacks um, on the verge. I you, just I feel like if if the main argument is that everybody around them has gotten better, then then you're not really arguing for the quarterback. You're talking about how the offense in whole is going to function. Yeah. And, and so I just. I I see it. I, I see solid, like I see stacked, and I, I see a, a potential where Jaden Rashad is the best football player on this team. I just I need to I need to see that happen. Okay, so on the verge, we've got three position groups then yeah. as it stands with quarterbacks, offensive line, interior defensive linemen. Where do you want to put the quarterbacks out of those three? We can go highest since you were thinking solid. Okay. We that's, can go high. Fair. I think I think they they do have no nobody in the other Two tiers, I believe, has the potential that Jaden Rashada has as an individual talent. And with a room Good like point. this in quarterbacks, that is a, it's a smaller room. Yeah. I think that that needs to weigh pretty heavily. So okay. I, I, I'll go with On the Verge, but at the top of On the Verge. All right, let's go ahead, get into uh, another really fun position group for Arizona State. And it's been a position group that's been a lot of fun for the Sun Devils, not just last season, but really for as long as I can remember. And that is the Sun Devil running backs. You've got Cam Scadaboo returning, which obviously was huge for mm-hmm. ASU. To Carlos Brooks coming back, hopefully he has a completely healthy season. Uh, we saw what he was able to do just in, in chunks when he was out there. A great change of pace guy. Jason Brown Jr., obviously the freshman coming in. You return Kyson Brown, George Hart obviously coming back, and then Relique from USC. We know what he can do from a versatility perspective. Where do you think this position this group is fits right now? one of my two arguments for the best. Okay. 
Well, maybe three, <laughs> but I, I, I think, I, I think that, that this is along with another offensive position group. I think this is up there for the best. Cam Scadaboo is the most complete player on this team right now. The most complete player. The most complete player on this team right now. As far as depth goes, I'm comfortable with most of these guys. I can go out there and, and play, and I, I think Relique takes it over the top. Right? Like, you've got potential in Jason Brown Jr. You've got D'Lo, if he can stay healthy, yeah. which you never know. Like, you could, and especially now that there's more bodies, that, that could very well be something. Um, but, but Cam Scadaboo, when nothing was going right for Arizona State last year, and when I say nothing, I mean nothing. He was. He yeah. was. And now, like, I know I just said, oh, well, you're arguing if everything else gets better around him. You're not really arguing for that player. I do think with Cam Scadaboo, we have seen so much more actually on film, on the field, than we have with Jaden Rashada that just saying, hey, having a boost, boosted offensive line and a boosted wide receiver room, like, that's, that's going to pay massive dividends for this guy. Yeah. And, and so I think him being the spearhead and depth behind it with some potential and guys like Relic to just really go out there and change the game, I'm considering the best, I think, stacked for sure. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. It's a really, really interesting position group. Um, and, and I think it is, you, you look at what you want from group to group. And I think this is probably the only position group on the team that has somebody that, somebody at this position is better at something else than everybody else in this position, if that makes yeah. sense, right? Like Relique is your versatility guy. He's agile. He can move. He's shifty. DeCarlos great pass catching back it brings the change of pace to this offense camp scadaboo is the guy that you're going to hand the ball to 20 times and when it comes fourth quarter your linebackers are tapping their helmets because they don't want to be in on a third and short right Jace, jason brown jr uh, another guy that I, i'm really really excited to see yeah i'm excited to see kyson brown make that next step as well so like this is really a position group that i i think stacked is definitely where you can put them. I, again, when we get to the end of this, I think there is a valid argument um, for the running back position to potentially be the best um, on this team. For what it's worth, the chat agrees with me. The chat but, agrees but with we'll, you. We'll, we'll go with, let's put it in stacked and let's let's keep it moving because we're going to run a lot of time here. I want to make sure every position room gets their uh, their Their, their love, their yeah. love. Yeah, let's go ahead, get into the Arizona State safeties. Another Whew. really, really fun position. Um, I'm most excited about Xavier Alford getting to play this season. Obviously yeah. he didn't play last year. Shamari comes back. He was a starter for ASU last season. On top of Montana Warren, who was a freshman last year, was probably going to be a rotational safety last year before he got hurt um, at Camp T. And we just talked about um, a, a guy in Kyan McDonald that the Sun right. was added in the 2024 class, along with some of the other safeties that the Sun Devils added. Um, again, just kind of going through the list, um, I'm blanking. Miles Rouser, uh, another Arizona State defensive back um, that was added through the transfer portal. Um, and then there's one more. There's one more defensive back that I'm just blanking on. The name on, that's missing right now. That I'm just blanking on. But as it stands right now, I think this is, again, a, a really, really fun position group with a lot of, I don't want to say room to grow, but... Um, this is a, a group that I think could really surprise people. Solid. I, I think solid is fair. I don't think they're good enough to be stacked. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like they're 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 pretty strong. They're pretty deep. And I would say solid and on the verge, but on the verge is getting kind of heavy. Yeah. So I 
I'm feeling solid unless you feel like one of the on the verge rooms and is, Kamari is Wilson. Stronger. Kamari I was Wilson. about to say, I, there, there was a name, Kamari. Listen, if you think that they're stronger than all the three on the verge, then let's go solid. If you don't, then let's swap whoever you think is the strongest and on the verge and put safeties at the top. For solid? Yeah. What do where, you think? where are you putting them? I would probably say they're like really close to quarterbacks. But I think I could go solid with with safeties just because we've seen more on the field. I can put I I, I really think Xavier Alford is gonna be one of the best players on this team. Um, so solid? I, I I'm comfortable putting him solid Let's right behind edge yeah. rushers. Let's do I'm it. really cool with that. So third solid? Yeah, third solid. Third solid. Okay. Um, so right now we've got two in stack, two it sounds like we're gonna get into a little bit of a debate at the end. Uh solid. On the verge, we've got three apiece and only three left. Let's go ahead, do special teams for Arizona State, one of the worst position groups yeah. on the team last year. The Sun Devils definitely added some players. Um, Ian Hershey, the new kicker for Arizona Chad. State, great kicker name. Uh, Canyon Floyd, who was a class of 2024 signee. Um, he's a punter for Arizona State. Shout along out Horizon with, High uh, School, go skis. Along with Ray Smullum. Um, uh, the punter for Arizona State as well, who does have a little bit more experience than Canyon Floyd, obviously coming from the high school ranks. How do you feel about this? Group? Questionable needs work. Um, I just, yeah. Just don't know. I just don't know. I, as much as I'd like to respect my alma mater, I just I just, <laughs> I just, don't know. I will say, though, Canyon Floyd, great name. That's a good, that's a good special teams. <laughs> that's a good special teams name. So re- respect there. No, but no disrespect in the questionable needs work. I just think compared to everything else, you don't have anything that you can point to that would be nearly as solid as at least one of the players in all the other position rooms. I, I feel like to me, this is a pretty easy one. Yeah, for, for Ian Hershey, um, he was at Idaho State before Arizona State. I can't find any stats for him. Um, did he play? He did. He did play. I, I I can't see that he did, in fact, play. Um, I just can't see. Maybe, again, the, the Idaho stats here, they're just they're He's struggling. He's from Chubbuck, Idaho. They're struggling. He's from Idaho. Uh, he had a long of 50 yards, finished 7 of 11 on field goals this season, recorded four punts over 50 yards with a long of 67, went 16 of 18 on extra points. I'm comfortable putting special teams in questionable needs work. I think, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's okay. I, again, I don't think it's too disrespectful. That was e- even at questionable needs work. They're still better than they were last year. Yeah, last year was a really, really just awful group. Um, but going into the last two position groups, on ironically enough, Arizona State's offense, the tight ends, tight ends for Arizona State. That tight end room looks significantly different than it did Very at different. this time a year ago. You've got Bryce Pierre. Um, one of the only returners, if not the only returner at that tight end position, uh, Jaden Fortier. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. He was obviously the the top player um, coming out of Oregon, and he's a giant tight end, but he did have right. ACL surgery, so it's going to be interesting to see if he comes back um, in, in really the timeline in which he comes back. Talk about Marcus and Douglas coming over from, from Florida State, Harpool coming over from San Diego State. It is a group that... Again, I've used this word interesting a lot, but this is a a group, I don't want to say with the most question marks, but it is in terms of who is going to be tight end one at the end of the season, it's up in the air in my mind. Yeah, I think questionable needs work is fair. I think on the verge is fair. Um, I think bottom of on the verge or top of questionable needs work. It, there's just there's no number one. Um, they've got some guys that have been able to play a little bit, but yeah, I think BP BP will be yeah your true number one. But I, their their big time get in a four tier is huge, and I think but I, getting but him 
having a very significant injury, even if he's ready for the season, who knows what type of playing shape he's going to be in or how great he's going to be able. I, I think that opens up a really big question mark. I'm fine with either. Whichever you want to go, I don't think I can go higher than on the verge. I, I would put them on the verge, and okay. I would put them probably in real in reality. I would put them probably right behind quarterback. Okay, so second, second on the verge. On the verge. Okay, yeah, that's, that's I, I can I can live with that. Where I feel most comfortable with them, and then um, we ended off, and then we've got the wide receivers, the Arizona State wide receivers. Um, a really, really stacked group, Dude, really a really, good. really stacked group. I know you want to make an argument potentially for them being one of the best on this roster. You talk about Elijah Badger, yeah, uh, who just was, it seems like he's just continuing to be widely disrespected from a conference perspective. Um, I know he definitely has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Jordan Tyson, excited to see a full season out of him in this new Marcus Arroyo offense. Um, Xavier Guillory coming back. He's got something to prove after really not the greatest season for him. You get Jake Smith, who didn't play last season because of the NCAA waiver. Malquan Stovall's back. Yeah. Troy O'Meara, who I know there's a lot of people in the chat uh, who are big fans of Troy. I believe that's Donald's favorite wide receiver on this team. Like, this is a group that has really, again, somebody that can do everything at this position. I think there's a very good argument that this is the best room. I, I think you have an argument that Elijah Badger is the best player on this team as well. Him and Scadaboo are the two guys that you're looking at as far as individual talent yeah. goes. And you can say that, that is the dude. Yeah. That is the dude. And I, I think even behind Badger, they've got a lot of guys that can come in that can make a, a, an impact. I'm hoping that we get to see Jake Smith. And, and so let's, let's figure this out. Let's hammer this out, okay? Only one can be the best. It's between, correct me if I'm wrong, running backs, linebackers, and wide receivers. Okay, let's go ahead. Just, just so we've got it up there. Let's go ahead and throw wide receivers in the stacked. I'm putting a poll in the chat. You're putting a poll in the chat. I'm putting a poll. Not that they will get to decide everything. Okay, but just to but see. But they have a voice. Okay. See what I'm doing for you guys. There we go. All right, so yeah, we've got linebackers, running backs, and wide receivers in the stacked part of this tier list. Go vote right now. Freaking JJ. In the chat. Let us know what you think. <laughs> JJ JJ's talking about bad. ASU basketball in here, man. Let You're it go. incredible. You're incredible. Let it dude. go. I'm just kidding. We love you. This is, look... It's a tough spot because, again, regardless, two of these position groups are going to be in the stacked category, which I think says a lot. Yeah. Um, my my vote's running back, and your and vote's running back. I think you can make an argument for both, and and I think that's a really good step. That there are three rooms that you can look at and say, okay, any of these could be the best. But I think wide receiver is a little bit more top heavy than running back. And I think running back's proven a little bit more than linebacker. So you think running back has more depth? I think they have more depth, and I think they have the top-tier talent that the other two rooms also have. I will give you the fact that that I would say Elijah Badger and Cam Scadaboo are better at their number one position than Arizona State, but I would say that linebacker going four deep is better four deep than either wide receiver or running back. Zyrus, Keyshawn, uh, again, there is not much of a drop-off between those two. They are really linebacker one, linebacker one B to me. Um, you And that's, again, Tate Romney coming back. He was, at points, the best linebacker for this team last year on top of the yeah. fact that you're getting a guy in Jordan Crook who has that SEC caliber um, level of play, regardless of him not necessarily playing a whole lot. I just think one through four at the linebacker position is deeper than wide receiver. Close, I will say wide receiver. Um, and definitely one yeah. through four deeper than... Arizona State's running back room. I guess the question more so is, do you think you're getting more out of your top two running backs than you are your top four linebackers? So a couple things. The people have vehemently rooted or voted for running back 86%. 
Uh, not even a single vote for wide receiver. 14% for linebacker. Short bus with another 199 super chat. Thank you, short bus. Uh, running back the best. And then he said safeties stacked. Says the matrix is broken. <laughs> safeties need to be stacked. You think safeties are stacked? I don't think safeties are stacked. The people want safeties is stacked. The people want it. The, the people, people very much the want people the safeties. Are actually yeah, yeah, there was some. There was people in the chat. What were you? You think safeties are stacked or what? I would say so. I'm just trying to keep them. I'm just trying to keep the people happy, man. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think I think not to not because it's my take. I think just you know the overwhelming amount of evidence. I think running back can take that best spot. Okay. I'm I'll, fine. I'm going to die on the hill that the linebackers are the best on this. We'll see on this team. We'll but, see. But again, we we can reevaluate this at the end of spring ball. Are we moving? Are we moving safeties? Well, let's go. Let's put running back in the best. We can yeah. uh, we can deal with that again. The overwhelming consensus is that Hell. running backs. Yeah, the polling um, close there. Ain't close at all. Why? What's the argument behind the safeties being stacked? Because as much as it helps to have Shamari return, there were there weren't. He, there were some games that he didn't have his best performances and he didn't look great. I mean, did you not say that Alford was going to be one of the best players on this team? I do. I do think he's going to be one of the best players on this team. But Prince Dorba is going to be one of the best players on this team and edge rushers are at solid. Yeah. Well, shoot. I just, I, I again, I think... People, are, the people really want the safeties, man. Oh my goodness. Hank saying safeties are stacked. Short bus safeties are stacked. Should we just give the people what they want? Oh my gosh! You're giving in to the people. You're giving yeah, in to the it. folks Pacific at home. Safety's questionable. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's calm down on that one. Uh, okay, let's let's do this. I'll, I'll play this game with you. We can move safeties to stacked if we move one of the four on the verge to solid. Well, then it would be quarterbacks because they're highest up, right? Will the chat will the chat make that deal with me? God, okay. Are we? In the chat, do you guys accept the proposal? <laughs> yeah, we're sending a trade. We're sending a trade to the chat. We'll take safety to stacked, <laughs> and then the quarterback room <laughs> to solid. Oh my goodness! We'll get Gerald to run the trade machine and everything. Yeah, I was about to much. say, I don't know if the cap works. We might need to include a second. Oh, oh is that what we need to? Can we trade you, Derek Montilla? Look. <laughs> in, in the meantime, while the chat goes back and forth between. Yeah. Um, I guess our, our trade deal. Let's go ahead and tell you guys about our friends over at Circle K. Look, these two things right here, this lovely energy drink and this water. You it's know where I got them? Water. You know where I got them? Where'd you get them? $3. $3 at Circle K. This is Icelandic water, okay, with a great pH. Great pH balance, guys. Okay, look, Circle K has something for everybody. I stopped there literally twice a day, and it's not even really to fill up gas. I just need to get my hands on the snacks and the deals that they have in their stores. Obviously, they've got locations all over the place, and they're helping you guys save money every single day with Inner Circle. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, and then every day after that, save three cents per gallon. Um, and get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold, found drinks, and like I said, if that's not enough, they've got great deals on some snacks inside. Just join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And you're going to need to stop at Circle K when you take part of Arizona's Lottery's new, unique promotion called Arizona Adventures. And I know what you're probably thinking. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you enjoy the outdoors? Do you enjoy going out and doing things at some of the best and most scenic locations all across Arizona? I do. Do you like making money? I do. What if I told you you could do all of that at once? I would say there are three where, ways. 
to play <laughs> and win big with this promotion. One way is that you just play Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes, uh, and you these tickets have prizes up to fifty thousand yeah. dollars. So, so that's one way. You just get your normal tickets, right? Or you can also check in at geolocated adventures at ten destinations from across the state, from Flagstaff to Yuma, just a couple Buffalo Park up in Flagstaff for uh, Sharon down in Tucson. They got the Chuck Huckleberry Loop. They got Piesta with Peak Park for the people out here in Phoenix. So many really cool places that if there was not money involved, I would recommend people going and checking out. You can go to www.azadventure.com for details. You're going to have a check-in at the destination coordinates on the website, and then you're going to enter your tickets online to win a uh, for a chance to win $1 million in cash. Guys, not only can you get money, not only can you go visit all the beautiful parts in Arizona, um, a lot of the proceeds from the tickets and the sales are also going to go towards environmental conservation, among other important initiatives across the state. That's really important. You got to keep the state beautiful. Uh, and you can do that while also making yourself some money. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you could take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery and for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and some travel prizes. It's really a win, 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 win. And speaking of win, 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 the people accept the trade. Safety's moving up to the stacked category quarterbacks moving up okay let's, from on let's the verge look to I, I just i just wanted to see i just wanted to see if i could play That's with a the bell jet. curve right there i just wanted to see thank you thank you for that um i am realistically <laughs> we can move safeties up to stacked we don't have to move quarterbacks if we believe genuinely that they're on the verge um i w- am totally comfortable with keeping quarterbacks on the verge you just had to do a little power argument. play with the I chat just, let I them know let them i just know. wanted to let the chat know who's boss that's all that's all i wanted Jesus. to do so danielle we can go ahead uh, and keep quarterbacks on the verge as the top position group there. I know I'm making your life um, super, super fun by keep constantly moving, moving, moving these. Moving, but moving, moving. this should do it as like it, it stands right now. We'll go from the best all the way down to questionable needs work at the top of our Arizona State position group tier list heading into spring ball. You've got the running backs at the best. They are the best position group on this team. Stacked, we've got linebackers, wide receivers, safeties. Are you comfortable in that order? I'm comfortable with all of this, man, as okay. I'm looking at it. Solid. We've got the corners, and we've got the edge rushers. Corners, obviously, ahead of those edge rushers. On the verge, several position groups that I think can make some serious noise um, in spring ball. Quarterbacks, uh, tight ends, offensive line, and interior defensive line, and then questionable needs work. We've got the Arizona State special teams unit. No offense. <laughs> Sorry. No offense. Sorry. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. I will say that I, I hate the term no offense. Because it, the only time you ever use no offense is when it's offensive. No offense. That's a stupid take. No offense. <laughs> I just had to throw it in there. No offense. No, that's a, a fine take. take. That's a fine take. All right, guys. Let us know what you think of this tier list. Also, do us a solid. I don't know if you saw it on social media. Um, Sharon had a, a great, great comment in the diehard Discord about the community and all that stuff. I know we have a bunch of people in the chat that are diehards. Short Bus, uh, Sharon, Donald constantly when i say constantly every single day um we are talking arizona state hockey football basketball sometimes just random things with college athletics or we're talking about what how donald's nap went um there's a lot a lot to like about the diehard discord and it's just somebody said short bus is the captain now short bus is the captain now damn well, he he was threat. They were threatening their diehard memberships, man. <laughs> I don't. I, you said you were in charge, buddy. I, I don't it. think that's I love the it. case. I love it, JJ in the chat. No offense. Are we talking ASU hoops? Sorry, bud. No, that is no offense. ASU that hoops is offensive today. To me, is no ASU, ASU hoops, hoops today. Uh, do me a favor though, JJ. Message me 
personally on on Twitter, and you and I can go back and forth on, on some ASU basketball because I know you love to talk ASU basketball. And Just I feel bad. you and him. I feel bad. On I feel bad. Gaffney. I feel bad not talking to ASU basketball when we got JJ on here. So message me on social media uh, and head over to gophnx.com today. Hit that Die Hard tab. Check it out. See what it's all about. Part of that is obviously that diehard Discord. If you're not just an ASU fan, then you are, of course, going to have access to all of our diehard chats. Mercury, Suns, Coyotes, Diamondbacks, Cardinals. It is a whole hell of a lot of fun, not to mention exclusive content that is just dedicated to PHNX diehards. You are, of course, going to get discounts on merch, events, and so much more. Again, head over to gophnx.com today, guys. But that is going to do it. For today's PHNX Sun Devil Show, if you enjoyed the content, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and give us a follow on social at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toad. You can follow Eric at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K. And you can follow DJ Danielle at Africa Danielle on social media, guys. But in the meantime, go Devils and peace.